The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 230. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where psychology and business sit down to chat. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, speaker, executive coach, and consultant to entrepreneurs, leadership, and their companies. I believe psychology is the key to adapting and thriving both personally and in business. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for people searching for deeper conversation, deeper insight, and deeper research on psychology and business, where weekly conversations and content spark rare and profound insight, inspiring new awareness, new analysis, and new action. It is my mission to unlock the role of psychology inside every human touchpoint in business, all aimed at simplifying and harnessing psychology principles, skills, and strategies you can learn and apply so you and your business continue to grow and thrive. Grab a proverbial seat and tune in for insightful interviews, scientific research, psychology-based frameworks and reflections, and answers to thought-provoking questions so you can learn and leverage psychology for yourself and your business. Welcome to Q&A Thursday with Dr. Yishai. This week on the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I had Justin Klein, founder and president of Markerly, an influencer marketing agency and technology company with the mission of making marketing more human. Our conversation was so packed that you got a double dose of lessons and psychology this week. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 228 and 229 to learn about how to handle when a wrench is thrown into the gears in your business, the importance of clarity in leadership, intention in choosing who you work with, and creating excitement for you and your teams day in and day out all from a branding and influencer marketing expert, trusted by Fortune 500 companies, government agencies, nonprofits, and -and up-and-coming brands alike. At the end of our conversation, Justin asked about how to prevent burnout. So today, I'm talking about research, frameworks, tools, and tactics to prevent burnout. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, 
go to dryishai.com slash coaching. And now without further ado, let's dive into three steps to prevent burnout. I have no energy, no motivation. It's just not for me. I can't do it. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard variations on these same thoughts. Sometimes it's a specific problem to the person in front of me, but more often than not, it's an expression of burnout, whether it's already here or it is right over the horizon or just one block away from happening. Sometimes you see it coming. Sometimes you just wake up and realize it suddenly, but burnout is not so simple. According to 40 years of research and the World Health Organization, burnout has three major components. One, exhaustion and depletion. Two, mentally disconnecting from work or negative, cynical thinking about your role. And three, a sense of low professional competence. In three words, depletion, disconnection, and self-doubt. In case you don't see where I'm going with this, we're going to talk about how to address or undo each one of these in each of the three steps. But before I get to the three steps to handle each aspect of burnout, we're going to dig in so you understand why burnout shows up the way it does and how it's operating in your brain and body. And you might even start to look at burnout in a different way than you had before. My personal equation for burnout is stress plus overwhelm over time without recharging. It often begins with a feeling of depletion, especially when there is no more reserve energy, no bandwidth to care, no resource left to dig deep into yourself and dredge up. It's like you're running on empty until there's nothing left, not even fumes. And I wanted to use an analogy. Back in the day before cars told you exactly how many miles were left in your tank of gas, it used to only have an indicator for how full or empty your gas tank was. And in those old cars, there was often a reserve gallon or two, even after the indicator showed that the tank was empty. Now, some people made sure that before that indicator went down to empty, they had refilled their gas tank. And other people, they would wait until it was on empty. And then they would kind of play with or flirt with, okay, how far can I push this? How much further can I go? Do I have to get gas right now? Or can I go a little bit further? And guess who was more likely to end up stuck at the side of the road, not able to do anything? Similar to that analogy, our bodies have reserves and our bodies and our brains are designed to try to maintain them. It's an adaptive feature that's supposed to help make sure that we don't end up on the side of the road with nothing left. Another analogy comes from back in the caveman days when food supplies, they came in cycles of abundance and scarcity. Nowadays, most of us don't have that problem, particularly with food, but that same process happens in another way around our limited and depleted resources of other kinds than just the energy that comes from food for us. It starts with any number of things, a lack of rest, a lack of sleep, a lack of physical activity, and your body starts to become sluggish and tired. 
When we're not adequately, consistently resourcing our body's need for activity and rest, it switches from expecting consistency to unpredictability, from constant fulfillment to cycles of abundance and scarcity, and in particular when that lacks predictability, or perhaps work is extra demanding, extra draining, and extra challenging. So even if you're doing what you used to do or what you typically do, your brain and body are under-resourced. Your brain and body then need to do whatever they can to make sure that you don't end up on the side of the road with nothing left. That's depletion in action. Ironically, lots of people think the solution is to drink more coffee, Red Bull, spend more time working, and eat whatever they can get their hands on to try to boost their energy. If you keep pushing yourself, though, your brain and body are going to need to try to protect you. It's going to switch from an active, engaged, present thinking mode into a power-saving autopilot, just like your phone does when it hits a low battery point in an attempt to stretch out the small amount of remaining power as long as possible. That's disconnection in action. And it can even take the form of thinking negatively about work, about your situation, and that might mentally be a way of your brain trying to create distance or move you away from being as engaged with that to turn on that power-saving mode. Ironically, disconnecting from the work is a step your brain and body are trying to take so you can properly resource yourself. But if you're heading for burnout, you are not listening. You're convinced you just need to power on. If you continue insisting you should be able to power through, to overcome, to hack your way out of it on your own with low or almost no resources left, then your brain starts to point the finger and blame yourself. It starts drawing the conclusion that you must be incompetent, incapable, or lack the skill or ability to handle your circumstances. It's the only explanation that you have left. And that's self-doubt in action. Ironically, by that point, you're no longer doing your best work, no longer as sharp, no longer as flexible, and no longer as able to learn because you no longer have the bandwidth and the resources to do all of that. So your brain kind of has a point. You can't do your typical high-performance work the way you keep going and pushing yourself. In fact, I don't fault your brain and your body for doing each and every one of those steps. The way I think about it is, at each point, your brain and body are practically screaming and trying to get you to pay attention so you can take care of the underlying needs and issues. Burnout doesn't happen all at once. And so a solution won't be a one-time fix either. But here are the three steps you can take to really start undoing and preventing your brain and body from getting to that penultimate stage of burnout where you are depleted, disconnected, and self-doubting. So here are the three steps. Step one is resource yourself. That starts with energy including food, physical activity, things like exercise, stretching, walking, all of that. You also need to rest. 
rest looks like taking breaks during the day. It means having weekends, vacations. It means getting solid sleep so that your brain and your body can rest and recover. It also includes connection, slowing down and taking time to be with your own thoughts, to be with others and sharing experiences, not just distracting or pushing yourself or trying to stay focused on one thing and one thing alone, and that's work. It also includes taking time away. That's time to be present, time for work and time for the rest of the world to disappear, whether in a hobby, a passion, a game, social time, dating, being with your partner, whatever that looks like to you. And that's all step one. Step two is staying connected and realistic. It's really critical to clarify why your work, your business matters to you. Remind yourself and stay connected to your reasons, your why. Simultaneously, you need to notice and stay connected with your brain and body when you start to mentally disconnect or distance from work because you can't take it. Because it's too much, too hard, too long. It's different than taking a break. It's recognizing when you've lost tolerance to stay in it, to focus, to be fully present and give it your best. Rather than continuing to push yourself to go through the motions while your brain or body is turning off or even mentally attacking your work or your future in an attempt to get you to actually create that distance, slow down, stay connected and recognize the need to step away so you can come back with your best self, doing your best work, and having the most effective and even a fresh perspective. In other words, listen to your brain and body's need to pull away or pull back in the moment. It might be temporary in the moment, but it could become permanent if you keep forcing your way back into it. As we were unpacking and unraveled, that's part of the progression that can create the burnout experiences onto themselves. And step three is grow your competence. Every level of success, there's a new challenge ahead, which means that you're likely going to struggle with your beliefs about how well you can handle yourself, your work, your business. Rather than seeing the self-doubt as trying to sabotage you, take it as an invitation to work on and develop the parts of you that are necessary to meet and overcome your next challenge. That's a very different approach and a different mindset when you're experiencing that self-doubt or that concern about whether you're competent or you're doing your job, your work effectively, or you're able to run your business, to grow your business, to fulfill your mission and to reach your goals and to accomplish your dreams. So by way of quick recap, we talked about how burnout has three major components, depletion, disconnection, and self-doubt. We talked about how those are almost like a progression that when we're under-resourced or challenged and we're not making sure that we're taking care of all the needs that we have, that it's our body and our brain trying to draw attention to and ensure that the reserves, the energy, the power, the capability, the capacity that we have is really being utilized or is in reserve because it can't anticipate, is it going to get met or when is it next going to get met? When is our next experience of resourcing a kind of meal as it were, but that's for other 
aspects of our needing nourishment or resource, when is all that going to happen? And so it keeps trying to do this power save mode and it has these multiple kind of levels and phases to it. And so we kind of reviewed all of those phases. And then we talked about three steps you can take in order to undo and prevent burnout from happening. We talked about resourcing yourself, staying connected and realistic. And we also talked about growing your competence. And so it's really important, if you haven't noticed this, to be intentional and aware so that you can make these choices to resource yourself, to take care of your needs, to tune in. Even when your body seems to be tuning out, it's still sending very loud, very clear messages. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 